0: Welcome in, everyone, to the Talking Kentucky Post Game Show. My name is Coleman Scott. His name is Brad Harvey. Joining me from College Sportscast, as we're here to talk about yet another disappointing loss from the Kentucky Wildcats to the hands of the Tennessee Volunteers. Um, Tennessee has won 36 of the last 39 against Kentucky, and it's something that none of us are surprised by anymore. And I, I sort of found myself tonight, not really being affected that much by the loss because I don't want to say I'm apathetic, but i have just like, come to expect it, Brad. It it seems like these losses to Tennessee are just routine at this point. And not only losses to Tennessee, but heartbreaking losses, gut-wrenching losses that are avoidable, um, that could have easily been won. You know, they're, they're games that are sort of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Um, to use Kentucky football terminology. Um, and it's just disappointing, Brad. But, again, it doesn't really phase me at this point.
1: Well, I, I never liked getting beat by Tennessee, ever. Um, you said 36 out of 39. Well, I'm 49. That's almost all my life, um, to be quite honest with you. And I, I grew up going to some Tennessee-Kentucky football games in the 80s with my dad. Um, really became fiery, passionate that I didn't like Tennessee through all of that. Um, So I'm not going to sit here, Coleman, and act like losing to Tennessee doesn't bother me because it does. It certainly but, does, me too. But what I will say is this. I thought that the game plan tonight and the way that Kentucky played – quite honestly was probably a little better than what I expected. Devin Leary was fantastic tonight. Devin Leary absolutely outplayed Joe Milton. Look at the stats. If you don't believe me, he had like 227 yards passing and Devin Leary had 372. Two TDs. Yeah. Milton only had one. I mean he absolutely outplayed joe milton tonight in every category to be quite honest with you And, and almost every cat fan i have talked to over the last two weeks because we were in a bye week last week almost every single one of them was talking about how bad Devin leary was and i i haven't said that one time i think Devin leary is a really good quarterback i think he's had some struggle i think that he's had some drops i think that he's had some play calls that he had to adjust to and they wasn't play calling for him and what works best for him I thought they did that tonight some they practice on it and in the in the bye week and there was definitely some positives to look at in this game however the outcome sucks and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know it is what it is Coleman it, the outcome sucks
0: yeah, it, it absolutely does. And I wanted to start with Leary um because I think we do have to give credit where credit's due. And Leary played really well. And, and the, the receivers, receivers played I mean, really Jake, well. He
1: is snatching is snatching balls out of the air. Barry and yep. Brown is snatching balls out of the air. I mean, we had we we hit tight ends tonight three or four times yep, or, we or absolutely more. did. I mean, we we had drop downs to our backs out of the backfield. We had, you know, we, we hit Tavion Robinson in slants and over the middle. I mean, we did everything. And And offensively, I don't think if you're a Kentucky fan, offensively, I don't think you can complain one bit on the way the offense looked tonight. We scored 27 points. And was right there the entire night. We were never down more than 10. And that was in the first quarter. After the first quarter, we were never down more than nine. Yep. We cut and, it to two. You know, um, yep. you know, I mean, we had a we had a 52, 53-yard field goal that we missed to take a one-point lead, and that was in the fourth quarter. Now it was a fifty-three yarder. I mean, you know, it was it was a shot. You know, it was a chance, and Stoops took it. And I mean, honestly, I think nine times out of ten, Stoops probably goes for it on fourth and eleven in that in that position. But instead, yeah. he trotted out his field goal kicker, and he did attempt to make a fifty-three yard field goal. And that's not a move that Stoops does very often.
0: No, it's not. It's not. But, and and we're going to get into some of the decisions, you know, coaching decisions and things that led to the sort of demise of this game. But, you know, back to giving where credit where credit's due, Devin Leary was 28 of 39 for 373 yards and two touchdowns. Devin Leary played really well tonight. And I think we've we've waited for that. We've waited for Leary to play well, and he did play well. Um, tonight, Um The biggest game thing team.
1: offensively is that mm-hmm. the Tennessee's defense pretty much stymied Ray Davis tonight.
2: Not
0: yes. just
1: Ray Davis, but our running game. Period. They did.
0: They they yeah. they, abs- they absolutely did. And, and that's something that I expected going into the game, Brad, because Tennessee's front seven is one of their strengths. And I think that that's we amazing. all knew that so, coming into this game. So for
1: Kentucky to be able to not only game plan – But make those plays in the offense in passing and to have the receiver step up, to have Leary step up, the tight end step up, the backs out of the backfield step up. I mean, honestly, you couldn't ask for a better performance if you ask me of the offense. Now, I will say this. There was a few play calls. And I'm going to put that on Cohen. And if you want want to talk about this now or or later, we can. But there was a few play calls that I didn't like and I didn't agree
0: with. Well, there absolutely was. And I want to get into that a little bit later. Um, But let's look at the receiving stats. Dane Key had seven receptions for 113 yards. His longest was 34, and he had a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah, and a touchdown. And And a touchdown. He – Dane Key, we've been on harping on Dane Key all season. He hasn't played well, but tonight he really did play well. He was grabbing everything that came his way tonight, and we, we need I mean, to give him
2: credit.
1: Plays, I mean, he's stretching out, and he's grabbing it. I mean, you know, he played absolutely stellar, Dane Key, tonight.
0: He absolutely I remember, did.
1: I don't remember one single drop from Dane Key tonight, not one.
0: And I don't either. I I don't know that he did have one. And, you know, Kentucky fans have continuously been begging for tight ends, right, to get involved in the passing game. Jordan Dingle had four receptions for 61 yards tonight. Josh Caddis had two receptions for 35 yards tonight. We're starting to get the tight ends involved. Brad, you can blame a lot of things tonight, but I don't think you can blame the offense. You absolutely
1: cannot blame the offense at all. I mean, the 27 points that we put up, we missed a 53-yarder. Granted, it was a 53-yarder. You're not going to hit too many 53-yarders to start with. But like I said, for them to trot him out is a big deal and a big call for Stoops, okay? So that, that is a chance for 30 points. And then we had one other time earlier in the game, and I think this was in the second quarter, where we got down there and could have had another chance at a 50-yard field goal. And instead, we went for it on fourth down and didn't get it and got stopped. So there's Uh, your six points. We had a chance uh, at a 53-yarder, and we had a chance at a 50. He didn't go for the 50, and he did go for the 53 trying to get the lead.
0: Yes, and and you know what stands out to me the most um, from this whole game is that he didn't go for that 50-yarder. And I I think it was – I can't remember exactly what the play call was, Brad, but it was some kind of go-route pass down the field on that that third down. It it was
1: completely covered. It shouldn't have been thrown to start with. And you could tell as soon as the play call started, the play started – it was designed to go there. They didn't look nowhere else. that That's exactly what they were doing. And I really didn't like that play call at all on that I, fourth. Month.
0: I didn't either because even if you don't get the first down, you can absolutely play to a field goal there. You got a guy that's comfortable from 55 in, he says, get yeah. it to uh, under a 50 yard field goal, get it to, you know, 45, something like that. And, you know, it, it's money for a guy who hadn't missed the field goal all season and you could take the lead there. Right. So that was a, a coaching decision tonight that didn't make a whole lot of sense. And that that's why, you know, we got a lot of people in the comments saying well, I'm done with Stoops. Now I'm not done with Stoops. I don't think this is on Stoops and Stoops has gotten this program to to heights that I never thought it would, it would be. And so I still stand behind Stoops, but there were some coaching things tonight that did affect the outcome of this game absolutely
1: I mean listen there's a couple of things on when we did go for the 53 yarder to in the fourth quarter on the first play of that drive we ran a wildcat with Ray Davis and lost a yard
0: hmm yeah and that it, that really perplexed me as and well and as
1: but see, guys, yeah. these are not stoops' call. That's not stoops' call. Yeah, that's Cohen. Uh-huh. That's Cohen. That's that's Liam Cohen's call. And I don't agree with that. We were moving yeah. the ball. It's the fourth quarter. We're trying to take the lead. Leary is playing the best he's played in a Kentucky uniform. Yep. Period.
0: Absolutely,
1: by far. don't take the ball out of his hands. I mean, if you want to hand the ball off to Ray Davis, that's a different story. I understand running the ball on first down. I just didn't like the wildcat. I mean, that's, I know that we ran it two or three times. I know twice tonight, and I I realized that that's a wrinkle they were trying to put in to throw Tennessee off in the run game. I realize right, that. I yeah. just don't think that that was the time to do it
0: no i I absolutely don't either. um, and it, it just doesn't the wildcat going back to that, as well as Devin Leary was playing and as many tools as we probably have in our toolbox as many things that were working offensively tonight i I don't know why you go wildcat there that I mean we haven't run Wildcat all season, have we <laughs> I mean. Well, why choose that well, moment? I think,
1: I think I remember seeing one or two plays in one of those small, you know, small teams that we played early on, where we ran wildcat maybe one or two times. And I know that we done it twice tonight with Davis. The first time he got like three yards, and the second time on, on that drive, we lost a yard on on first down and wound up, it was it and and missed two passes, so it was fourth and 11, and we tried trotted out and tried for a 53-yard field goal. Now, again, I think in that situation, I was really kind of proud of Stoops, at least in that situation, making the call to attempt to take the lead because nine times out of ten, he's just going to go for it there, and, you know, if we don't get it, we don't get it.
0: Now, one thing Kentucky – I mean, going back to the credit, giving credit where credit is new thing, um, Kentucky had 14 penalties against Missouri, right, for 122 yards. Tonight we had four penalties for 21 yards. We we I cleaned thought, up the penalties I, significantly. Listen, we, we guys, we, the, yeah. the
1: penalties was cleaned up. Now, we there was one drive where we had two straight false starts early in the game. Mm-hmm. That was early in the game. Um, We had two straight false starts, um, and that was early in the game. Outside of that, we had two penalties the rest of the game. We also had zero turnovers. Yep. Zero Uh, turnovers. You can't – I mean, I'm telling you guys, if you are a fan, there are things about this game that you absolutely cannot be upset with. Now, we really have not gotten to a couple of things. That that I am going to talk about because we've been talking about the offensive side of the ball and and we really haven't got to a couple of things. So well, I will, and,
0: I and John John is, is sort of bringing that up in the comments here, saying Tennessee is still running on us, um, yeah. and we knew that that that's what was coming because they haven't had success through the air really this season. Not like they thought they would at least. And they've really been a run-heavy offense this year, and that was not what Tennessee fans were expecting coming into the year. Um, but we couldn't stop the run. I mean, what what's the kid's name, that number six kid that kept running all over us? What was his last name? One of them was
1: Bright. one of them trying was, to forget. One of them was Bright. One of them
0: was... So, it started with Maul? an S. Saunders, Maul? something like that. Maul? I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, anyway, but, uh, we couldn't there stop.
1: They, they ran for over 200 yards. You you had the stats up. They ran for over 200 yards on us.
0: Well, that's something remember. that I thought earlier in the year. You know, that was a big strength of Kentucky's defense. I thought the, the concern of Kentucky's defense earlier in this year was the secondary, obviously. And I was sort of like, good luck, anybody that's going to try to run the ball on the Cats this year. And that's just sort of you know not been the story the past few I games, right?
1: I, I, I honestly don't think the secondary killed us tonight. Other than that one play that was a broken play where the, where the guy where the defender fell down, tripped and fell down, and they threw it and got an easy touchdown. That's the only touchdown they got passing all night long, and that's because yeah. the defender tripped and fell. He down. He just
0: tripped, yeah. And yeah, that's kind I of mean, a fluky thing, honestly. I mean, yeah. it sucks, but it's a fluky thing.
1: I mean, sometimes that kind of crap, I'm going to say crap, that kind of crap happens. You know, I mean, it happens. I'm not saying that you can help that. There was one play where the defender broke, you know, fell down, tripped and fell down, and they just had an easy pass and catch, 40, 50-yard pass, whatever it was, and, and got an easy touchdown. And outside of that, I mean, honestly, I thought, passing defense we did really well tonight it was yep. the running we gave up 200 and i'm gonna guess about 220 yards rushing tonight by the time uh, the game was over
0: 254 yeah 254 okay yep that's
1: that's that's that is a hundred yards way too damn much 150 yep. yards is a lot to give up yep
0: uh, and John brings up this, uh, and we were talking about this at the beginning of the show, John. Uh, I've been critical of Littery this year. You can't blame him tonight. Dude played his ass off. He absolutely did. Uh, absolutely. He absolutely did. I mean, He's got to give credit. There's, credit there's
1: to a it. lot of good things. And if you're a Kentucky fan and you're going off, I'm sorry. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with you. I don't, I don't think that that's the right way to do this. I mean, we have wanted to compete with games like this. For all, I mean, I know I have all my life. Yep. All my life. And, there you know, so many times that we would line up against teams like Tennessee and Florida and Georgia, and we would get boat,
0: boat raced. raced. Yeah.
1: We would get boat yeah. raced. Uh huh. Every time we would line up against them. And I will never. Ever forget that right a night like tonight, where on the offensive side of the ball, we look good against a good Tennessee team and a good Tennessee defense. Yep. I hate to tell these people, but Tennessee has a good defense.
0: They have a really good defense. They're there. I, I don't feel like people are talking about that enough this year. Um they have a really good they're defense. Seven.
1: They have a really, really good defense. Uh-huh. And for us to look that way was is 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 I mean it's something that I will take with me. I'm not saying that it is a you know that we should be okay with the loss. I freaking hate no. Tennessee guys. yes like, I hate Tennessee. y'all have no idea how bad I hate Tennessee
0: yeah, um
1: and my thing is this. We are
0: finally competing
1: most of the time. Now, the Georgia game, I was a little more upset this time because we got freaking boat raced.
0: Well, that's why, you know, against Georgia and against Missouri, I feel like we did get boat raced, you know, and and it was a lot easier to be frustrated. That's why, like, yeah, I'm frustrated that we lost, but, like, I'm not as mad because I feel like we we played really well, and I, I mean against Florida, Brad. Obviously, we played really well offensively, but I think tonight, weirdly, may have been the best offensive performance we've seen. I from think. This I think.
1: Listen, I know we beat Florida by nineteen, scored thirty three on them, um, and we only scored twenty seven tonight against Tennessee. But I, I, I mean, we had three hundred twenty nine rushing yards against Florida. Had like sixty nine yards passing or some something. something something crazy, okay? All right. Tonight, we had 372, 373, I think, yards passing, and I know we had 50 or 70 or, or, or something rushing. We didn't have a whole lot. But I think tonight's performance offensively
0: is better. We had 445 yards of total offense tonight. Um, and and you know, you look at the the stats, absolutely. Brad. John
1: um, Cornet here says 27 would have been enough with defensive help.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: 100%, yeah, I agree. Yep. 100%. John, this falls on Brad White and his defense.
0: Well, and and we're going to kind of start to segue into that now. Um, Brad, I, I didn't get the chance to look at your keys to the game this week, but I put out a little reel. Um, I I
1: watched
0: it last night. uh, Yeah, I I put out a little reel. I'm trying to remember what I said here. I think number one was Devin Leary start to got to start connecting with these receivers. Okay, check. He did that. Number two was Kentucky's got to clean up the penalties. Okay, check. We we did that. And thirdly was Kentucky's got to play for four quarters. Now, I honestly like. I mean, Tennessee came out start. We had a bad start, but outside of that, Brad, I felt like at least on the offensive side of the ball, I, th- I think we played a pretty complete game.
1: We did have you know? a bad start. So the first quarter, we had two three and outs. Um, yeah. And and outside of that, offensively,
0: we played really, really well. So we um, checked, really did check all three of those boxes, and then we won the time of possession, 32-59 to 27-01. Um, and, again, you know – we gave up a lot of rushing yards, but really, that's the only red flag. Like Tennessee had nine penalties for seventy yards. You look at the box score, and you don't look at the final score, and you say, "There's a pretty good chance Kentucky wins this game." And and that is, yeah, we did have the chance to win. this yeah. game. yeah, that that is a repeated you know refrain and for tell Kentucky you guys, football.
1: I listen. This we've been sitting and thinking about this game for two weeks. Okay. Because we had a bye week, so we've been sitting and contemplating and thinking about this game for two weeks. And I'm gonna—I'm here to tell you for two weeks. And I haven't said this because I talked to a lot of you guys in some chats, and I—I I try to keep my comments and stuff mostly to some shows, to my show, College Sports Cast, or on this show with Coleman and Talking Kentucky Post Game Show. So I try to keep a lot of my comments like that but i you know for 2 weeks i'm going to be honest with you i didn't really think that we would have a whole lot of chance in this game to be honest the way that we either. had been, the way that we had been playing offensively i just didn't see that we would be able to keep up with them and score enough you know and tonight actually showed me that this team can play offensively
0: yeah uh, now
1: we got to clean up brad white's got to figure out what is going on with well
2: because, so let's let's get into that Georgia
1: well, because the georgia game yeah they scored on every present every possession okay yeah then then missouri two weeks ago minus the first quarter where we were up 14 to nothing Uh They scored scored on seven of their last eight possessions. Yep. And then tonight, Tennessee scored on their first five possessions in the first half. Now, they only scored ten points in the second half. And I think if you look at the second half alone, we did play a little bit better in the second half defensively than we did the first half.
0: Yeah. I think. Because it, we, it was 23-17
1: like, at halftime, and after half, it was 10-10. to 10.
0: I just didn't see this coming at all. You know, Brad White's defenses have played just unbelievably really well. well historically, and even the first half of the season, you know, against Vandy in Florida, like, we, we basically shut Florida out. Like, I mean, with that could have been a shutout. There, the their two touchdowns were kind of fluky, you know, just like you know, Florida's quarterback just kind of, like I mean, Graham Murch, you know, kind of for,
1: almost Tennessee puts a lot of pressure on you. And by
0: that I yeah. mean
1: this. In Florida game, we put a lot of eight men in the box. Yep. They
0: only had well,
1: they only had they only had one one good receiver, Pearsall, I think is his name. And yeah, he's only, he's only good and, receiver. And, and, and Graham Mertz is not going to kill you. Joe Milton and, and Josh Heupel and his offense can kill you. To be quite honest, well, they,
0: cool. they they can. But so, th- what's concerning so tonight, and surprising, you know, where, so where I'm tonight, going with that. If
1: you look at the game.
0: Uh, there was
1: a whole lot of six and seven in the box where yeah. we played eight against Florida. So maybe. That is what plays into us looking as bad as we did against the run tonight. I don't know. I, I'm just well, trying to, but, it to people.
0: You know, it's so, but but to go out from shutting out a team to then the very next week, I know it's Georgia, but you give up 50, then you give up over 40 to Missouri, and then you give up over 30 to Tennessee tonight. It's like Brad White is a defensive coordinator that didn't let anybody score over 30 on them in like two years. I know. I know. Last (laughs) year, nobody did. And I think the year before that, only one did. And now it's happened three weeks in a row. Georgia
1: on a 30-13 to or 31-13. to Yeah.
0: Yeah, we're talking against like Georgia, right? So like, you know, it just doesn't – it's very surprising and it's very concerning that if you told me going into this game that the defense was going to lose us the game, You know, it's just hard to believe, right? Like, that the offense would play more than well enough for us to win and that it would be the defense that would let this one slip away. It's just like, man, are you you serious? Like, sucks. I agree, man. Like, you Um, know,
1: it was was the fact that their running backs
0: were making us miss. Yeah, and we just couldn't, like – we couldn't bring anybody down. Like all the missed tackles, man, were just. That's what I'm they were making us miss, and insane. I mean,
1: the two big plays that they had offensively, and 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 when you're playing against Tennessee, I mean, Tennessee can have eight big play, you know, big plays. I only remember two. One of yep. them was a 52 yard running play that we whiffed on a. T- Yep. That should have happened. We completely Zion Childers, I'm gonna call you out, absolutely whiffed on a tackle. All right, number eleven, yep. whiffed on a tackle, and, and they get a fifty two yard touchdown. And then the other one is I think um the the freshman Robinson trips Jordan yep. Robinson, who is yeah, a cornerback, trips. Fluky. And falls trying to cover a guy, and they get a a wide open. I mean, the two big plays that they had, outside of that, guys, they kicked four field goals.
0: Yeah, and one of them, it it hit the upright and bounced in. Fluky. Sucks. And then the other one, we haven't talked about this yet, Brad. That catch that they ruled a catch that wasn't a catch that gave them the three points before half. That ended up being a big thing in this game. Ended up making a difference.
1: If you want to get into this, here's what I'm going to say about it. Yep. If if replay cannot overturn a play like that, where a guy is clearly out of bounds when he gains control of the ball, and by clearly – I want to say this when I say clearly he grabs the ball it bobbles and he goes back and you have to have possession of the ball okay so it kind of goes through his hand he grabs it it bobbles just a little bit and by the time he does that he is over a step he is at least three to to four feet out of bounds
0: his left the foot was on he, alumni drive. Yep.
1: By the time he actually gained control of the ball, he was at least three or four feet out of bounds. If a replay cannot overturn that, there is no reason to have replay. Just take it out yeah. of the damn game.
0: Yeah. It was it was unbelievably frustrating. Like I said, you know, that three points ended up making a big difference. And then the 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 one in the second half that bounced in, right? I mean, it's what, a tie no, ball no, game is, if you don't have those. Is,
1: is the the announcers and they always have their their official up there. And, and when they're they were replaying this, they're saying, "Well, there's not enough evidence to overturn this." What if replay can't overturn that when he is three and a half four feet out of bounds when he gains control of the ball? Then the hell with replay. We don't need it. I
0: I thought I thought there was more than enough evidence to overturn it. I know they called it a catch on the field, but to me that is significant enough evidence to overturn it.
1: Um, I mean that's ridiculous. That call was absolutely ridiculous, and it cost us three points.
0: Corey Price, somebody we've had on this show uh, multiple times. Uh, He says, Devin Leary is just the third Kentucky quarterback since 2002 to pass for at least 300 yards against Tennessee. The other two were Andre Woodson and Will Levis. Kentucky has allowed at least 33 points in three consecutive games for the fourth time in the Mark Stoops era and the first time since 2020. Um, Tennessee has scored at least 33 points and three consecutive games against Kentucky for the first time since 2014 to 2016. And this is Kentucky's 11th loss to Tennessee by six points or less since 1987, which tells you just how many gut-wrenching, heartbreaking losses we've had in this series. Yep. So, um, I mean,
1: we, we had one two years ago with Levis.
0: We did. That was, that was a and, six six or
1: seven-point game.
0: And I think that game w- was the only bad defensive game we had all season that year. Yeah. yeah. Um, every other. They
1: beat, they beat us 44 to 37 or something like that. It was a six it, or seven. I point think game. it was
0: 44 to 42 or something. You know, it was like, it was real close.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I think it, that, it, was a, it was, it was within seven points. I know that.
0: Um. So, uh, Hey guys, um, we're going to take some calls, but uh I know everybody's frustrated. You know, but let's 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 keep it clean. Okay. I know we're not on radio technically. Um, but there's there's other ways to express your frustration other than uh other than profanity. So, you I mean, know, I don't
1: might have, I might have said damn, so other than that, I think i Yeah. Other, other than
0: it. that. Yeah, other than that, we're good. But you know, don't don't stoop to the level of Tennessee fans and just you know blah 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 blah. And we're already getting a call from Clyde Hare um, before I even put the phone number up on the screen. But, uh, hey, Clyde, how's it going, man? It's not going. I feel you. I know. I'm I'm frustrated as anybody.
2: I tell you, this is just horrible. And I told you, and you said it yourself, five weeks is the worst thing for Kentucky football. And it, and it continues to show. Year in and year out.
0: There's yeah, and time. the the weird thing is though, I feel like we were actually better in a lot of ways coming out of the bye week, but but we still lose. We we weren't better defensively is the problem. No. We we fixed everything else, but the defense is still a major concern, which is disappointing and not something that I expected uh, from this team. Yeah, um, you
2: know, I give Larry a I. Give him a pass. I thought he played a very good football game. I was very happy with the way he played. uh Price's Corey uh, Price's dad's uh, Price like he do three hundred yards. He played a really good game. Like he played a re- he played as he played about as good as any quarterback can play against Tennessee. And I'm really really proud of Larry. Like I have nothing bad to say. Normally I do, but no, I don't. I don't have. Anything bad to say about him? I just I wasn't mad at the offense at all tonight. It was the defense which which was making me mad. And Brad White just everything about the defense just made me so mad tonight. It really did. It's the
0: it's the most puzzling thing, Brad. That that I think exists about this season is how has the defense just gone so completely downhill? Well, I mean the the defense has taken a complete one hundred and eighty from the first half of the year, in my opinion. So.
1: I mean, we have, uh, you know, completely. I mean, the defense tonight, like you said, gave up 254 yards rushing. That just simply can't – that, that's, yeah. that's entirely way too
0: many to give up. Yeah. Well, um, you got anything else, Claude?
2: No, I don't. And uh, I will – hopefully things are better next week because if not, well, then we won't win another football game the rest of the year.
0: Well, I know that that's on the table, and that's something that everybody's thinking about, and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. But, man, we pre- appreciate the call. Appreciate you watching the show. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, Clyde. Uh, 502-234-1504. Give us a shout. And, Brad, so, you know, John- going against Mississippi uh, – oh, what were we going to say there? Sorry.
1: I was going to say, so John Cornet here says season's not over. We can beat Mississippi State and yeah. South Carolina. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I think we should beat Louisville too. If we can win those and and be and be eight and four, I still say this is probably a, a um, successful season off of last year's seven and six because we lost the bowl game. Yeah. So, you know, if we can go eight and four and go to a bowl and maybe win the bowl game, then you know this is this is definitely a successful season from last year.
0: It might be right. Um, and you know, we, we talk about the rest of the season here, you know, we face Mississippi State next week. They've had to go to their backup quarterback, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is Mike Wright. Vandy is Vandy's old quarterback, yeah. Vandy's old quarterback, who is a scrambling quarterback who, as we saw tonight, Brad, we struggle against those, not just this season but historically. Yeah. And we don't win in Starkville. So, I mean, we we haven't won in like 10 years uh, in Starkville, so that's concerning as well. This Mississippi State team's bad. Like, they're really bad. They are. But, again, I feel like we just forget how to play football in Starkville sometimes. But,
1: guys, if we can take even 80% of this offense to Starkville, I mean, this Mississippi State team is bad. I mean, I just don't see it.
0: I don't It's not like this Tennessee offense is, is bad. Our defense played bad. But I feel like even if our defense doesn't play up to its standard, we can still win that game, Brad. Um, especially I mean, if the offense not, plays. Listen,
1: guys, it absolutely sucks losing three games in a row. I mean, sucks. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's we no, got no Georgia, Missouri, above. and now Tennessee. It absolutely sucks losing three games in a row. I, I'm not even gonna sit here and act like it doesn't. It even sucks worse to me because the last of the three is against Tennessee. Yeah. I, I told I told Coleman before the show started, if we were across the street playing marbles and Tennessee and Kentucky were playing marbles, I would I would hate Tennessee. Like I I don't give a crap what we're playing. We could be playing pickup sticks or marbles or whatever. I mean, I, I want to beat them in anything. I don't care what it is.
0: Um, yeah. P- pickup sticks and marbles. Yeah. I <laughs> might say, I'm uh, <laughs> um, John says, I'm not saying it, but many fans are saying Stoops has hit his ceiling thoughts. Um, you know a, john like
1: well, so, so the recruiting class that we have coming in on the defensive side of the ball i think is possibly the best recru- recruiting class that we've ever had under stoops yeah um especially the defensive side of the ball if you know if we can continue to recruit at that kind of level we're close to top 20 level and I think that we might be able to get to a top 20 level before this recruiting class ends. And we'd hit, we hit a top 15 a couple of years ago. So I do not, I am not on board saying that we have absolutely hit the ceiling. Mm-mm. The reason why I say this is this. The reason why I say this is this. If the recruiting because we lose three in a row and we start losing some of these recruits and we can't finish the deal here, then maybe we have, maybe Stoops has hit his ceiling because if these losses pile up and the recruiting starts to see that, then maybe he has. But if we can finish this season fairly strong, keep our recruiting class together and make it a top 20 class where I think it was going, before this yeah. swoon let's call it a swoon you know three game swoon then i think that stoops absolutely has not hit his ceiling it's going to depend on what happens to finish this year and how december goes in january with early signing class and things like that
0: yeah i i don't think stoops has hit a ceiling either um He's just got to have all the right pieces uh, together in one year. A lot of people thought that would be this year. Um, but outside of tonight, Leary has been a disappointment. And that that's why we weren't able to compete against Georgia. And that's why we kind of folded against Missouri, to be honest I'm with gonna you. I'm going to tell
1: you guys, the front seven that he has in this class that's coming in right now is spectacular. For Kentucky yeah. recruiting, like the guys he has coming in, like they're dudes. Yeah, like like the coaches like to say.
0: So um, you just, I mean, you just have to, you just have to hit all the pieces at the right time. You have to get a quarterback that can come in, and, and I think I brought this up on this on these post game shows before, Brad. Of Kentucky has not had in the Mark Stoops era. Um a quarterback that's thrown for two thousand yards in the season,
1: three thousand
0: or three thousand yards in the season, yeah, um, and he has like that's uh that that's a big reason why this program hasn't taken a step forward, and that's why Stoops said in his Monday press conference, you know we could run the ball even more than we do, and we might have a better chance to win, but in order for this program to move forward, we gotta throw the ball in order to get like you said, Brad, some of those recruits that have better receivers and continue to have take, good quarterbacks the You take a game like
1: tonight, even though we lost, you take a game like tonight and you're and you're one of these receivers and you're one of these kids out there, like you can really see, okay, this is the direction that Kentucky's wanting to go, and they look really good and they're passing it all over the field against a good defense. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. that, that speaks volumes on the recruiting side, even in a loss, because we threw for almost 400 yards, 373 yards tonight yeah um john absolutely Dion walker is a pro he'll be there he's not gonna be there next year because he's got one more year for that three years we got one more year with him yep so come back Dion walker because we need yes
0: you. please that would be that would be awesome but hey guys give us a shout 502-234-1504 we'd love to hear from you uh on the, on the game your thoughts moving forward um and uh even if you want to talk Kentucky basketball, you know, we can we can, we'll even talk some Kentucky basketball with you if you want, maybe. Hey, I'll,
1: I'll, I'll come in and talk some Kentucky basketball. I'd
0: like to do some TK's takes with y'all. That'd be all right. Um Jeremy Webb says that's all in stoops. He's recruiting his players that he wants. Uh he is the coach, bottom line. Um yeah, he's he's trying to get he's trying to get the best players he can in here um certainly and and Stoops is a defensive coach, you know at, at heart. That's how he wants to win ball games is shutting the other team down that that's why these past three weeks have been just such a head scratcher, really in a lot of ways. Well, I mean,
1: to be fair, the offensive coordinator we had last year, nobody would want to come in here and and play with that right um, and and a lot of guys and Cohen, and Cohen yeah. runs an offense that people's gonna like. so you have to give him. Y'all have to remember, he's only been here back a half a year. I mean, so, you know, you have to give him a a little bit of time to get some guys in here. I think that with a game like tonight, it will be attractive to recruits again. Now, we can't look like we have the last three weeks Mm -hmm. before tonight.
0: No. Um, But I I feel pretty good about definitively saying that Coleman's going to stick around for – least a you know a few years
1: i say um, I say at least two more years after yeah this year.
0: yeah i'd say at least two more because i mean he wouldn't have stoops wouldn't have agreed to sort of let him come back if it was just going to be another one year kind of deal i don't think uh like i i think they've got something happening to, to, to have a long-term kind of plan here um yeah, i do too And so, no, that's our long-winded way of saying. I kind of
1: feel the same way about Brad White. And I know a lot of people have been saying that White might get a a head coaching job. But the way he's looked the last few
0: weeks, uh, that's kind of on the down low right now, I would think. It is. But, you know, look at Matt House, Brad. Complete stud. Probably was the defensive coordinator of the best defense in Kentucky football history. Definitely the best defense of the Mark Stoops era with Josh Allen, right? And LSU this year, defense has been absolutely awful.
1: The yeah, has not looked good under Matt House this year, to be honest.
0: Anybody can have clunkers. You
2: yeah.
1: know,
0: anybody can have clunkers. Sometimes and you're right about like, that. LSU's yeah.
1: defense has absolutely been their Achilles heel this year, for sure.
0: Um, John asks, are we going to the portal next year for QB, or are we going with the freshman coming in? I, I would say we're almost certainly – gonna go look for a starting quarterback in the portal. Now we are gonna have Cutter Bowley, but I don't think he's gonna come and be the start of year one.
1: I think that we will look at the portal and see who's and see who's there and see if there's anybody interested. Um you know that's just kind of the way that we have done things the last few years. Um I don't believe that Destin Wade or Kia Sharon is. No, I just, I just don't believe that they are the guys. And the reason why I say that is this. You take a game like the Georgia game or, you know, maybe one of the early games or, or something. If you felt like that, Destin Wade was going to be the guy, and he was going to be your next QB. Wouldn't you get him in in some of those couple of early games? Wouldn't you I get absolutely him, think so? Wouldn't you get him in against Georgia and let him play the entire fourth quarter because against a good team that you're down forty damn points at. I mean, the entire fourth quarter. I mean, I just there's there are signs to me that says these guys aren't ready yep so i i absolutely agree with you. i know i know that some people can have different opinions and all that good stuff so i realize that if you do tell me in the comments we'll talk about it give us a call he put the yeah. phone number up give us a call we'll talk about it but i i do think that um and I'm not saying that they won't be given a chance. I think they will be given a chance in the spring next year. Destin Wade, Kyle oh Sherry. yeah, they will be given
0: a chance for sure.
1: Yeah, they'll be they'll be given a chance in the spring next year.
0: Yeah, but no, I I don't think. Well, and we got Cutter Bowley coming in, right? I mean, he's going right. to be a stud we'll long do, term. But you're talking
1: about a true freshman that really was supposed to be a senior in high school. Yeah. Yeah. He was a so, 20, no, he's going to be He was a 2025 kid that is that reclassified to 2024 class.
0: But Bowley's going to be more of a long-term project for sure. Um so I, I would say we almost certainly go to the portal um for that, but uh you know now now you look ahead you, You're you got at to miss-
1: next year and you still get four years for um you know you know for cutter for cutter bowling.
0: yeah yeah um but uh yeah well we are gonna go ahead and kind of do a last call for calls here 502 234 1504 know everybody's probably bummed you know about the well, about I, the walls I
1: just I listen I, I said what I said I just I if those were the guys I think you get them in the game you get them uh, game
0: reps I agree with that, yeah. I absolutely agree with with Brad there, but um, but uh, yeah, we'll sort of do last call for calls five zero two two three four one five zero four. Um, and otherwise, Brad, you know, we're we're looking ahead, um, to the rest of the season. I think he can certainly win.
1: Jeremy, Jeremy kind of agrees with some of the things that I've been saying there, so I was just reading it. Sorry. And, and oh yeah, no, you. no, you're fine.
0: Yeah. Jeremy, it says, I agree, if we do win eight games this season, it's a success, and we have a, a great, if not the best class on defense we've ever had, and things will be looking up for the future. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that, Jeremy. Um, and uh, so it's not all doom and gloom.
1: Now, if you know, we lose a few of these games and lose some of our class and all that, then maybe Stoops has hit his ceiling. I'm not saying for sure one way or another right now, but I know this – there is still a chance to hold this together and bring in possibly one of the greatest defensive classes that we've ever had. Yep. You put that into a front seven in a couple of years, and maybe we can get to that next level that we all want to get to and win some of these damn games. Yep. Because I want to win them just as bad as y'all
0: do. I promise. Yep. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And yeah. we look ahead, you know, I think Mississippi State, like we said, Brad, even though it's in Starkville, it is a very winnable game. You know, that's the game that we Absolutely. can win. And then, like I said, know, if we if we play
1: eighty percent of the offense we played tonight, we beat Mississippi State next week.
0: Well, and then talking about Alabama, John's right on cue here. Uh, he says we're going to shock everyone and beat Alabama. You heard it here first. Write it down. I'm an optimistic guy. I, I mean, Brad, it's not it's not insane it's not insane. Uh it, It's not no, like Alabama,
1: Alabama has had to struggle this year, come from behind yeah. a couple of times. I mean, they're not, they're not the Alabama of old that we know.
0: Yeah. You know, we came into this game saying, man, if we lose, if we lose this game, we might lose out the rest of the year, but we lost this game in a way that leaves me, Brad feeling sort of optimistic oddly. And, and I, I think we go eight – you know, I think eight and four – seven, five, eight, and four is very, very plausible moving forward. I
1: think so. I mean, the the, like I said, I just don't see – if we're even at 80% of the offense we had tonight, I don't see how we win – we don't win at Starkville. Um, Then we come back and we play Bama. That's what John Cornett there was saying. You know, we get them at home – I mean, who knows? I think that if we can compete like we did tonight, it'll definitely be a competitive game. If we play like we did tonight, it'll definitely be a competitive game. Then then we play a really bad South Carolina team. They're not any good either. Which what what would you guys they're two six South Carolina after today?
0: And, and John and then, Cornette says beating beat Louisville, Louisville. If
1: we can beat, yes, loser bound emojis. Yeah, I don't even like saying their name to yeah. be quite honest with you. But if we can beat them, which we should in in Brom's first year, with Leary and these receivers and Ray Davis. Um, you know, there's at least eight wins and hold this class together, like I said, and maybe in a year or two, we do get to that level. We're just not, I mean, you know, we're not quite there yet. We're close.
0: Yeah, we're close. We're just not quite there. Now,
1: I'm going to be the first here to tell you, if, if we still look this same way two years from now, and we're going on three-game losing skids, and we're still losing to the Georgias, the Missouris, and the Tennessees of the SEC, and we still look this same way two years from now, then maybe we do need to look. Maybe he has hit his ceiling, and maybe we do need to look a little further to, to build us more from to what we want.
0: But that's not the case right now, for sure. I said, um, two, I said two years from now. Yeah, two years from now. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um man, Louisville. Speaking of Louisville, they they shut out Duke today, man. Did that surprise you at all? I know the uh the quarterback the didn't, play. didn't play. I, I, yeah. Riley
1: Leonard is a stud and he got yeah. hurt again last week. And it doesn't no, with, with Leonard out, it doesn't surprise me. I actually in my game day pick'ems last night on College Sportscast, we did it on Friday this week. I actually um, said that I said if Leonard plays, I'm picking Duke in the spread. If yeah. Leonard doesn't play, play then I'm
0: picking the other one. Right, <laughs> right. Loser Loser bill. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, we talked about South Carolina rather two and six. Um, and terrible guys, they're terrible. Do, when do, the you, I mean, do you like think? Do you think Beamer gets through the rest of the season without being fired? I mean, they're not going to—they're not going to take that. They got us left. They got Clemson left. I don't think they played Missouri. As I South Carolina. Well, they're not beating Missouri, and I know. Clemson's I don't think not, they
1: played Missouri either. I don't believe.
0: I know Clemson's not great this year, but the games they've lost, they—they could have won, and I I'm don't think South that, Carolina's think beating Clemson. They
1: could beat Clemson because Clemson's four and four, not looking great. But yeah, it's not going to be an easy game for them. No, I mean for sure they got us, they got Clemson, and I do not believe that they have played Missouri, and they're two and six. They only got four games left, so I think they're. Oh wait, they left.
0: they did. I think they did play Missouri. They they just played Missouri last week, actually, and they lost. So they did. Yeah, they played at Missouri. That that's when Beamer kicked the brick wall or whatever and broke his foot. No, no,
1: no, no. that was Florida.
0: That was wasn't Florida. It?
1: Yeah, that was the Florida game,
0: wasn't it? I I'm pretty sure that Carolina has played. Yeah, Claude says they did last week and got whooped. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay.
1: Well, maybe they have played Missouri then. Maybe I'm wrong. I was thinking the the Beamer kick was the Florida game when they come back and beat them 49 or 41 to 39.
0: Jeremy says, if our defense from the beginning of the season and our offense plays like they did tonight, then the sky's the limit. We could win out possibly. I'm hoping for that, and that would almost guarantee us to lock up next year's class and some extras go big blue. Yeah. And and um, Tennessee at Missouri will lose, and Georgia will beat Tennessee. John Cornett says, yeah. Uh, I would probably, probably agree with that. Um, and so, guys, it's another frustrating loss. I know. But what's another frustrating loss to Tennessee at this point, Brad? It's like <laughs> dime a dozen, you know. You have no um,
1: idea, guys.
0: I yeah, wanna,
1: we. I want to do the Wood talk so bad. Yes. <laughs> no idea.
0: Um, but uh, but yeah, going back to do you th- do you think Beamer is out the, after this season? So.
1: My initial reaction is no. I think that he will get the start of next year because they had a great no. year last year. And he has put together a pretty good cl- a recruiting class this this yeah. time. So if it if that doesn't fall apart, I think he'll get one more year with this recruiting class. I think yeah. this is his third year. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I um, think you're so, right. So he, will go a, into, yeah. so he will go into his fourth season, I think, with this class. But I'm gonna tell you right now, if he starts out bad next year, I don't think he'll make it through the season. I really don't. If yeah. he's setting two and six
0: next year, no, he's not making it through the season. No, I I agree with that. Um but um well, we'll try to stay positive, Brad. I'm I'm oddly positive after this game, and uh, I think we can still have a decent year. You know, if we go eight and four and win a bowl game, that's still on the table, and that that's still. I I don't say it's a great season. I I don't know if it's it meets my expectations necessarily, but like, it's fine. I mean, I I, I think I would be satisfied with that. Eight and four to bowl win. I mean, can yeah. you go, Brad? What do you think is realistic for a bowl? Do you go eight and four, go to the Outback Bowl? Or do you think you have to have a better, better record for that?
1: Probably. And the reason why I'm going to say is because I think so to get the Outback Bowl or the Citrus Bowl that we've been to a couple of times, you have to be in that fourth or fifth
0: range of the SEC. I don't know for getting the citrus bowl. Uh, so,
1: so those those you have to be in the fourth or fifth range. So you got Georgia, and you got you got Alabama, you got Tennessee that's ahead of us. You got Missouri that's ahead of us now. You've got LSU and Mississippi that's probably going to be ahead of us at the end of the season. So, you know we're we're
0: setting it seven or eight in the SEC. So you think you still think you go to like a a Music City Liberty Bowl even if you're sitting at eight and four? I just don't want to play in the Music City, but we played the damn Music City Bowl I don't for like seventy five thousand. Rather times. play
1: in the Music City Bowl than the darn <laughs> Birmingham
0: Bowl or whatever you know the the, the Liberty Bowl sucks too, guys. The <laughs> Liberty Bowl does suck. The you Liberty know Bowl. what else sucks is. Uh, the independence bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana. That, that Birmingham really Bowl,
1: was, I don't know if you guys, that thing
0: was horrible. Did, who did we play? Did we played Pitt in that. Is that I right? I think so. That thing was that was, was Joker, strong. one of Joker's years, right? One. That we played in the Burn. No. The only damn
1: one he had that had well, a well,
0: no, that was the that was the BBVA Compass Bowl. That that's <laughs> when we played Pitt. I remember that now. Yeah, I just I I don't really care. Yeah, sign me up for Liberty Bowl. That's fine. I don't want to go to the stupid music city bowl again. Well, that I is kind of like
1: listen, I kind of like the Music City Bowl because I live an hour from Nashville and I can go well, there. And,
0: yeah. Know. I just feel like we've gone to it like so many times. It's well, just like I don't as a band do for me.
1: I kind of like going to the Music City Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, listen. If we can't get to a New Year's Six Bowl or we can't get to a New Year's Day Bowl, like the Outback or the Citrus, if I had to choose another one, I would choose the Music City Bowl. All the rest of them aren't worth a crap.
0: Not really. None of them are, yeah. But Belk Bowl wasn't bad. Charlotte. Mm. G- Gator Bowl. I mean, c- could you go to the Gator Bowl? Is that on the? Yeah, the Gator Bowl.
1: The eight and four, eight and four might get Kentucky to the Gator Bowl. Maybe. I mean, I would take,
0: I would take a Gator Bowl.
1: You yeah, know, a Gator sure. Bowl wouldn't be bad.
0: But I would take that over Music City. The Gator so, Bowl. So, what do you think is the best um, scenario for for a bowl? Like, let's say, I, I, again, let's just think best case scenario here. I, I think all the rest of the games that you play. You'll probably be favored in, or at least it'll be a toss-up, except exactly. for Alabama.
1: Except for Alabama.
0: Yeah. So let's say you win the games you're supposed to, and you upset Alabama at home on Senior Day. You sit at nine and three World, at that World point.
1: Game, it's at their place. Yeah. They're gonna have a good record because they don't they ain't played nobody. Yeah. Um, and so they they might be favored by two or three points
0: or something. All right. It'll be a pick 'em game.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know,
0: maybe. Um, but yeah. so it, it at that point you'd be sitting at nine and three with a win over Bama. You know, at that point do you think you can sneak into a citrus bowl and oh, out? Yeah, I mean bowl? if we
1: could win out, then yes, matter of fact, if we could win out, I mean I,
0: absolutely we'll get at nine and three, we'll get a New Year's Day bowl. Yeah. And that uh, would be but then you know, we look back at like this three game stretch and just kind of go damn what could
1: what could (laughs) have been what could have
0: been and that's what i find myself saying at the end of every kentucky football season brad is what could have been
1: what could have been yeah
0: yeah Yeah. and and yeah
1: guys i'm a fan just like you guys so i mean i get it i i really really do um but you know it is what it is and and by that i'm saying this We have had to increase our level of players and how. And so tonight against Tennessee, just so you guys know, Tennessee has either 40, I think 43 or 45. What's called blue chippers. Blue chippers are four or five star players. Kentucky has the most they've ever had since the recruiting rankings come out and they have 30. Yeah. So we're getting close, and all these fans keep talking about. And tonight they're throwing fits, and they were throwing fits against Georgia, and and you know, and these games, Georgia has like seventy-five out of eighty-five players. We have thirty, and that's yeah. the reason why they still kill us. Okay, so, but we're getting closer and closer. So this class that's coming in—that's the reason why I'm talk, keep talking about this. If we can keep some of the guys that we have and keep getting top twenty classes, instead of thirty in a couple of years, we'll have forty or forty five because we'll also bring some in through the transfer portal because we have been every year the last few years. We've been killing the transfer portal. And, and four and five star players we brought in. Yep. Keith on Silver this past year. He is a, he was a former He's a stud. He was a former five-star player. He's a five-star guy, you know, and, and there's more. I'm just throwing him out because he was a five-star, all right? Yep. So, you know, we will bring some more in through the transfer portal. We're bringing in a good class, you know, through the freshman class. So, in a couple of years, maybe we're at 45 or 47 or 50. And then – we can start competing against these teams like the Tennessees.
0: Clyde says, Brad, are you going to the Titans game tomorrow?
1: You have no idea, Clyde. I want to so bad, but I have a show at 3 o'clock.
0: Man, Levis is, Levis is starting,
1: right? I know. You have no idea. I've, I've, I've actually looked at tickets and looked at, at the prices. I want to go so bad. You have no idea. I really do. I yeah. want to go. I can't. Listen, nothing would make me happier than to wear my Kentucky stuff
2: and, in Nashville, yeah.
1: Tennessee, and cheer on Will Levis. Because I know, Will. I know, I know
0: how bad they hate him. Well, it even, would have been even. it,
1: And I would love it nothing more than to go down there and Levis light it lighted up. And, and just never take – you know, nobody else takes another snap for the next 10 years. You have no idea.
0: <laughs> Jared, Jared says, not upset about losing to teams like Georgia and Tennessee. Nobody should be. They have more talent. It just is what it is. However, we have to win out the rest of the season. Stoops has to start winning against the South Carolinas, the Mississippi State, and the Missouris. Yeah, we were just kind of talking about that, Jared. I completely agree. Good to see in the comments.
1: Missouri's one that's kind of right there with us, and they're getting some five-star kids. Um, people can say what they want to about Eli Drinkwitz, but the dude can recruit.
0: Yep. And uh, Jared, if you want to give us a call, man, uh, you can. Phone lines are still open. Five oh two.
1: Go Cats. Go Big Blue. I appreciate you guys being on with us tonight. And oh yeah. I just, I just want to say good night. It was fun having you on. Please come back by. Stop by. And do yeah, our show here. We do we do a post game show after every um after every game football. This is our football one. They're doing a a different one um with the, their his regular host with Caden for basketball and stuff. So
0: yeah. Uh but uh oh yeah. Eli so I sort of think Eli Drinkwitz looks like Adam Webb. That is something that I've really? told, I've told, I've told Adam that, uh, so, um, and,
1: I think, uh, think like, Drinkwitz looks like a weed, really. Like he looks like a, he looks like a nerd.
0: Well, yeah. And I don't, I'm not calling Adam a nerd, but he does look like Eli Drinkwitz. Uh, Jeremy Webb says, uh, thanks guys. Just subscribe, and can't wait till the next show. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks man. Check we out my show that. as
1: well, College Sports Cast. Yeah, subscribe to that. I have one on YouTube, Facebook.
0: Um, yes, you can
1: find me on Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff.
0: Yes, check out Brad's uh show as well. Thanks for stopping in, Jeremy. We appreciate it. But yeah, anybody else that wants to call in 502 234 1504, uh, give us a shout. Last call for calls here. Um, I think that's the third time I've said that, but that's okay. Um, and uh it, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Well, Claude says, Josh, now that is a true comparison. Josh Heupel and Bobby from King of the Hill. D- yeah. It's a, it's a split image. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's it's a, a, a spitting, what do they call it, a spitting image? Yeah. yeah. It, well, it,
1: cartoon, it's, it's absolutely looks just, just like
0: it. He does. Yeah. I just <laughs> pulled a Ryan lemon there and said a phrase. That's not a phrase. Uh, Jared Wells says both shows are awesome. Go big blue. Uh, well, thanks, Thank you, Jared. Jared. We I appreciate, we appreciate it. it. He
1: is on ours sometimes as well. So, uh, just want to say thanks. We appreciate all you guys being on with us tonight. Um, I know Clyde's the only one that called in tonight, I think. Yeah, uh, that's because there's some of us that's a little upset tonight after a loss, especially, yeah, three in a row and losing to Tennessee. So, you know,
0: yeah, understandable. Understandable, yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, go ahead and you know smash that subscribe button. Both our shows, Talking Kentucky and um, College Sports Cast, are on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Talking Kentucky as Instagram. Then we're both on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all the podcast platforms. So be sure to rate us and follow us and star and all the stuff that you do on all those and things. The Brad, really and the
1: Brad CS Cast that is on the screen is my Twitter handle. As well,
0: oh yeah, yeah. So check out the uh, and, and I, I forgot. Talking Kentucky does have Twitter too, so you know you can you yeah, can find that's, us on that. that it's my
1: Twitter handle, and I do a lot of my posting and stuff on Twitter. I've got the most followers there and stuff. So um, I do Facebook too, and my Facebook's been growing, so I appreciate that. And uh, we're getting there with it. It for a while it was very stale and wasn't moving, but. For the past like two months, it's really moved good. So we're, we're getting there with that as well. So,
0: well, thank you guys very much uh, for joining us tonight. And um, we'll see you guys back here uh, next Saturday night after we play uh, Mississippi State and hopefully get a win for the first time let's in kick, about a month. Let's
1: kick, let's kick their butt in, in basketball, Clyde.
0: Yeah. Yes. Let's just do that. And I think I think that's a little bit more uh, reasonable. So, well, for Coleman Scott, for Brad Harvey, this has been the Talking Kentucky Postgame Show. And we'll see you all next time. Go Cats!